0: Mikey and his
1: magic middies. Will they get you over the line this season? Will Jake have Tedesco this week? Maxie, the consistent keeper. Ryan Hadley, Australia's next test fast bowler. Timmy, the 2020 Supercoach champion. And Saves the Newcastle. I mean, Tommy Turbo tragic. Are
0: you ready for some football? We're ready
1: for some football, baby. Here we go, here we go. you're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage. Welcome back to the 2023 season of Super Coach. We are pumped to be here. We are pumped, baby. It's a jam packed episode, lads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We talk about buyer planning. We talk about every hooker option available on the market. We even talk about Mitch Rain. Actually, nah, I don't think we do, actually. So sit back, relax. It's me, Mikey, and Jake. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Savage Turbos. We are back for the 2023 NRL Supercoach season. And yes, you heard that new banging intro. It's, it's not quite what is us, but it's what we have at the moment. And uh, Mikey, I feel like you're going to be the biggest critique of it. How are you, Mikey? How has your off-season oh, been? I-
2: yeah, it was, it was good, it was not not long enough, but I uh, can't believe uh, the NRL season's creeping up on us so quickly, so uh, keep to stuck it, uh, get stuck in, so uh, yeah, the intro, yeah, I, I like the start, but yeah, the the drop lacks punch,
1: that's <laughs> not
2: what we yeah, normally have, like, you know, we missed the pound cake, and on top of that, the one last year made by Friendly Files, pretty good, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good start for now, I
1: guess. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, Jake is here as well, coach of Kiss My Behinds, which I assume uh, he's going to retain this year after having a good season last year.
0: So, yeah, I think so. And I guess just on the intro, I like how I'm still having to live down the old
1: like,
0: four seasons ago. It's <laughs> <that's> still, <laughs> still haunting me. It's all I'm known for. Well,
2: Jake's uh, going to keep the same team name. Come on, man! You change each year. You're running out of ideas.
0: No, that. No, I mean that was only because all my players kept disappearing out of the sharks. So, mm. oh, okay, like, yeah. Hines finally staying team around, really. so I guess we can uh, we can stick with it.
1: But we we didn't. Uh, last year, Ramian stayed, and your name was Ramian Noodles. Um, so, you you bucked the trend, that's and that's Sharks why. all.
0: Sh- they didn't really make any new signings. All we've got his Oregon Kafusi. So, it's, not, it's a pretty difficult one to make a name out of. So, well, I think s- just-
1: state of, or- state, of state of Oregon, state of Oregon. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. I like that. <laughs> Anyway, as you heard in the intro, as you heard in the intro, um, Ryan Hadley, Australia's next Test fast bowler, he he's he's not quite Lance Morris yet. Yeah, he was it was in the conversation, but Lance Morris was picked just out of him. Uh, but yeah, Ryan Hadley, who was in our preseason episodes last season, he's joined us uh, full time this season. Uh, obviously. Not full-time, but like he's in our rotation for uh, the upcoming season. Uh, for the preseason season podcast, it's going to be quite hard to link all, any of us up together. So this first podcast has taken a while to get us three together. So I'm, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad the OGs are here to kick off the season because that's what that's what the listeners want. Uh, the OGs here. Um, and yes, yeah, so Ryan's going to jump on board. He's going to be part of that rotation. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. Mikey. Says. Team picker, I come out not too long ago. Um, what are your first thoughts? Um, at
2: first I was just like, it took me actually a week to make a first team where I'm normally straight on it. I was just, I've been having a real poor, um, BBL supercoach season. So on my standards. So I've been focused on trying to recover that a bit, but, um, yeah it's it's interesting the cap went up again and it got confusing i think my app bugged out because um i had the same team and i was down minus 900k i was like oh my god what the hell so i was like but then it fixed itself my team's all right but um It's interesting. I feel like you can build a pretty strong side at this stage, just going off roughly the news we have, Um, the Whisperer and, um, you know, Clarkie have been doing their best to give us lots of information uh, while while the news has been pretty dead. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I see there's going to be a lot of similar takes. There's going to be, you know, as you mentioned in the pre-song, uh, uh, a lot of middies. So I think I'm going to have to, you know, jump on board with the magic middies. You're going to have sure. to
1: you're going to have to come across hot with your magic midi takes this season because I feel like there is going to be plenty to talk about. Um, but uh, as as said before, when I was speaking about, yeah, so really a lot of the podcasts have started already. Um, which is crazy because this time of year it's usually we 're usually the first ones to do it and uh, we 're like the last at the moment however the season is closer to uh, starting than it usually is um, it 's actually going to start at the start of March which is which is awesome so we actually have less time to think about what we want to do Jake uh, when team picker was out what was your first thoughts as well
0: uh, well, I guess I guess the big one was we're waiting for the changes with salary cap and what was it last week? That was that was introduced. The cap went up from ten million to what, eleven point, nearly eleven and a half, um, which then made all the prices go up. Didn't really change that, like Mikey said, it kind of bugged out. Some people, uh, in terms of maybe rounding in the numbers, sort of missed out on a bit of money, but yeah, it, it's all going to be the same for anyone. Um, I guess. I guess with the NRL season starting, the trials start uh, 9th of February, I think it's 10th of February, that weekend. Um, so I guess we'll still we'll still another month out, and I guess the team picker for the public, those that don't have gold, uh, comes out, should be around Australia Day. Is uh, usually when it comes out every year, but maybe a week earlier because the season's starting earlier, so I'm not too sure on those details. But yeah, about a, a month out before it really heats up.
1: I think um you, you said trials it's actually the preseason challenge now, so just, yeah. just so you know they' they're, ju- they're, really. they're trying to make an incentive for the finals and they're, they're, uh, for the trials no nobody cares like who cares like you would prefer to hey, be – care. you care uh did you see did you see that wicked by the way Jason Beradoff to Josh Brown
2: yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's
1: good. I We're strictly good. going to be talking about
0: arms um, to the coach. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> <the coach, so, laughs> but,
1: so. but,
2: yeah. Well, I'm keen for the two Super League matches, obviously, as a pen support. I'm just keen to see a World Club Challenge game live. So, keen for that one. And I don't think the Battle of the Saints is going to be – well, who knows. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Trials or trials. I know you're not a massive fan of trials, because it makes you sway one way and another way, and sometimes it's hard to really gauge stuff.
1: I was so against... I know normally... No, nah, I was so against the trials last year, and I was open about it. I was like, too many people are looking into this, but I've got to give it to the trials. The trials convinced me to get Nico Hines in from the start, and I think... You just can't read too much into things. Just see see what you see and then go with your gut because Nico Hines performed well, but people looked too far into it and tried to, tried to be cute, being like he can't be a halfback, but he looked good in the All-Stars game and I think you've just got to go with your gut, really. Like, it could go either way in most scenarios. Very good. Well um, so, we are talking about the hookers today. Um, we've got... We've got a bit of news to go through firstly, um, I will touch on the Connor Watson news when we do talk about the hooker that it does impact, but Ryan Pappenhausen and Tom Trebojevich are going to go over to um, America to fix their to fix their issues, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen at the start of the season, it, I don't know if he's going to make round one, um, I know we're not talking about fullbacks, but uh, what you reading on that Jake?
0: Yeah, uh, it doesn't look like. I mean, I don't think he's even started running yet. Yeah, um, no. So, I mean, it's not a good sign, you know, two months out from the season. So, yeah, he's, he's over with Turbo, uh, the guru doctor that helped Latrell turn into an absolute beast and fix his injury problems. So, hopefully, they can, hopefully he can fix these two uh, superstars, and uh, it'll be a good thing for, for the Blues and and, and obviously Supercoach as well.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping that uh, he gets the best out of Tommy Turbo because... Jeez, Tommy Turbo with that hamstring. Uh, when when he did it, I was I was devastated. Um, <clears throat> I really hate to see Tommy Turbo turn into that type of player that what it could have been. Uh, and I, I think it's getting to the point where people are legitimately questioning it. Questioning it. Um, Mikey, has that kind of swayed any uh, decisions you're going to make around Tommy Turbo to start round one?
2: Oh, I was, I was keen at him for the price Because no matter what, that price point The last season where he went nuts And he had that stellar season He was underpriced And you got him at a decent price And he just went bananas And um it's tough. If you want to stack your halves and your hookers and get like, you know, people like Cleary and Heinz together, you're going to not be able to run too expensive fullback. So Tom is the perfect way to be able to do that. And I'm willing to take at this stage, I'm willing to take that punt on him. Um, there's a good chance uh, that he might not even... Or round three. Uh, if you know they got the buy in round two, I think it is. Yeah. So if that's the case, they might decide, hey, let's play it safe and he can come back in round three. Would I still start with him if that was the case? depends on how my cap spaces. i think it'd be risky to do that because then what if it turns into a three, four, five? four five like yeah I, I don't know but like i'm yeah I'm, I'm keen on tom at the price point and i think he goes really nicely there with with teddy probably the best fullback combo of the past six seven years like for super coach wise like when those two are fit and firing that is the the key it's the mustard and ketchup
1: i think if he does miss out on round one it makes it The decision a lot easier Um, Obviously starting with him would still Be a a question However I really think that If he does miss out on round one that's two rounds It'll be easier to miss Out on him and choose someone else And then maybe if you go A a teddy or or someone who's going to Make some money you can downgrade to a Tom Trubojevic or something and and if You really are worried about the hamstring and he doesn't Play round one well then yeah There's obviously a way to go about it Um, Kalen Ponga uh, Adam O'Brien today confirmed that he's been training all summer at six. Jake, what are your thoughts on that one? Maybe not even super coach wise but NRL-wise, do you think it's a good pick?
0: Well, I mean, the, the, the role he's sort of always played at fullback. He's sort of always been a, a second six. I mean, if, if he's going to be a roving six, play both sides, it's going to be perfect. Um, a bit worried defensively because he's not the greatest of defenders even at fullback. But um, I guess in terms of super coach. He's an all right priced option. Um, should get that jewel even before the season, which which could be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, and then opens up a, a potential cheaper option, maybe a fullback if if a Bailey Hodgson or someone gets a run there. So, yeah, it's an, it's a it's a in terms of Super Coach, it's a quite an interesting one.
1: And lastly, there, there is a lot more news. We could really do a whole episode on news, but I'm not going to go through it. Uh, the last one, Mikey, John Bateman has been added into Supercoach at 622000 So based on the last team picker, it's about 550000 550000 What are your thoughts on him? And is he someone you're considering going near? Um, yeah, or in our know, old-wise, good for the Tigers?
2: great for the tigers um they built a nice front row now now it's just you know working out combinations but it's a big no from me from the start he'll be at the top of my radar he'll be there on my biggest watch list but he is going to the tigers and yes they've got all this improvement but it'd be pretty impressive if they could just go from day dot i think corussell even though he's a bit older he'll do a lot for him and i think he could you know Someone like Appy would be perfect for Bateman, but I just I want to wait and see. There is so many value picks in the second row, which that's going to be a long pod when we talk about them because there's many good mid-rangers, a few cheapies, and there's also a lot of the guns are evenly priced and spaced out. So um, I just prefer to run with someone, like spend a bit more money and go like Angus Crichton or Cam Murray.
1: When we do get to the second row, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on it. So, um, I guess we'll save that chat for later. But let's start with the hookers. Jake, I want to start with you. Who's your hooker combo and, and why? I know there is a popular combo going around. And I think th- that popular combo going around, it's it's a great combo. But I think we've got to look at it objectively today.
0: Uh, and what would that combo be? Would that be Harry Green and Brandon Smith?
1: Do you tell me? You tell me what? What is the public saying?
0: Well, I, I think it's that. I it that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Brandon Brandon Smith, and Harry Grant. Yeah, uh, Harry Grant's proven booker, I guess. I don't know. It's a lot of money to spend on on two dummy halves, but I guess Brandon Smith going to a new team. Savs over there breaking the uh, the news about Connor Watson. Which <laughs>
1: Actually, did I guess, uh, do, do people want to hear about that? Because uh, like, it's quite an interesting story. So I was on my way to the cricket um, and I was I was with Nick, Moodles and um, Josh. Uh, we are walking over the bridge and we saw this footy team training and it looked like the Roosters. And I, I swear I thought I saw Angus Crichton and I was like, that's Angus Crichton. And so someone was like, nah, that's the Waratahs. And I was like... Nah, they're they're playing footy, so so we stopped and looked for a bit, and then what we noticed there was Angus crying, and then Lehi. bloody hell, he's a huge, he's a huge bopper, he's so tall, um, and we noticed that there was all these different players that are trading. Matt Lodge was there, he was looking fit, um, and, and it was absolutely pouring rain. They'll drench, they'll they, were drenched, they, were, they were all looking really in good, Nick. Uh, no James Tedesco uh, to mention though. Um, hot tip, he's going to start very slow. Um, but but yeah, so th- they were playing a touch footy match. The ball went loose. Connor Watson grabbed the ball. So I was actually there for the injury. I didn't get it on camera, but straight after, I got my phone out as soon as it happened because I knew this is my time to shine. This is my time to break some news for once. Um <laughs> And he grabbed the ball. It was loose. They were playing a touch-footy match. And then he went to change direction. And he just just slipped from underneath him. And everyone went crowding around him uh, as soon as it happened. And then Trent Robinson just gathered the team. And they started doing drills elsewhere. And, um, yeah, they were paying attention to him for a long time. And they carried him off from where he was. So, I kind of waited for a bit to uh, confirm that it actually was him. And make sure he... Didn't get up uh, until I reported something like that, um, but yeah, it, it was crazy, and a lot of people were there to watch it. But um, yeah, sorry, sorry. Speaking about the hookers, we think this is going to affect Brandon Smith. Uh, Jake, is this a positive or a negative for him?
0: Oh, I think it's going to really be a positive. Um, I think Connor Watson. I mean you're probably going to play Connor Watson a lot more than whoever there else they're going to play. Maybe a Turpin. I know the Roosters signed Turpin, so he potentially might be uh, that uh, um, bench lock, a hooker lock that maybe comes on. So I think I think it is good for Brand Smith. I think he was in a lot of teams even before the, the Connor Watson stuff sort of happened. Um, underpriced uh, due to, I guess, being a bench player last season or playing in the front row. Should see a lot of minutes of the Roosters, so I can see why he's so popular and, um, I guess he's probably the big one. He's probably going to be the most owned hooker this season. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit ordinary that he's uh, lost his dual status though. Mm. Straight away, he's lost his second row four, and he's just hooker only. So, what about you guys? You think uh, not Harry Grant? I guess it Harry Grant as well, well. Brandon Smith. Did you say you had that combo? Because it's never really nah, no, no, no. I, I haven't really decided on me dummy halves. I've, I've had a little play here and there. I've had Harry Grant and Brand Smith in there. I've had Brand Smith and. Your mate uh, Mitch Kenny in there as a cheaper option, and then use another starting player elsewhere. But don't know me,
1: combo at the moment. Well, looking at it objectively is which is the purpose of today's podcast, uh, Brandon Smith. I actually think it's a negative for him because I think Turpin's going to be the guy to come onto the bench there, and I think Turpin is more likely to start in the number nine role, and then Cheese is going to come on as an impact player. Um, this could uh, he could come on and play nine. And then when Turpin comes back on later in the game, this could push cheats to the 13 because Connor Watson was kind of going to go in that rotation. So I really think they're going to be very tempted to play him in the middle. Is that how you see him, Mikey? Oh, if- Potentially,
2: they could put Hacho on the bench, who, you know, had a bit of a mixed season last season, but that is also a utility option, because he can play in many places, so... Oh, I think it's only going to be a positive. And I think at that price, there's not too much risk for Brandon Smith because he had a pretty off season. He's gone to the roosters. That team's only going to be good for him. Yes, he was in a good system in the storm, but I think some of those players around him will boost him like the other players did when he was there. So, um, yeah, uh, that that's my combo at the moment is, is Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. Um, that's not normally how I like to, like, I don't normally ever spend that much in dummy half. Like, usually I take the mid-range option like Brandon Smith and part in room with a cheapie which would be kenny or sunny luke but i just think if i do that then i just don't need to worry about dummy halves for quite a while if it goes away i think it will and you can lock that in and harry grant's so much better than everyone else where i've just got to get him because every season i don't start with him i'm finding all these ways to get him and i think it'll just be less stress to start with him if you've got all these cheapies if i need to save money somewhere yeah i might go down to robson or someone else but I'm, I'm pretty happy with the Grant-Smith combo, and I think it's the best combo you could start with.
1: I'm On really so, I'm really excited to start with the Grant-Smith combo. Jake, is there anyone you, you think you could start instead of Harry Grant?
0: Well, Mike, you did mention him. Rhys Robson, um, me and you absolutely loved him at the back end of last season. Sav's, he kind of carried us up the ranks um, towards the back half, playing 80 minutes runs the ball just as much as Harry Grant I guess doesn't get as much attacking stats uh, as Harry Grant. I guess does Harry Grant per- perhaps go back- backwards with a whole new forward pack that he's going to be around? Um, probably not but I think Reese Robson was the one I've kind of always looked been looking at um, since you know the end of end of the season last last year. What about you, Savs? Are you like
1: him? Yeah, I mean, when the team picker first come out, I, I wrote him off straight away because I'm like, last year it was an anomaly. Um, I know he has the potential, but uh, the fact that yeah, when you have a breakout season, it really takes a lot to back it up. But looking here, uh, I mean, he had a breakout from round... Where did he start doing 80 minutes? So, this was his first 80-minute game for 64 points. And from then, uh, he had two scores of 42, which were his lowest. And then he had a 49. He had a 55 somewhere. But then after that, like 69, 67, 64, uh, 83, 89, 79, 78, 89, like... Just super consistent with the attacking stats. And the fact that their first eight rounds is so good, um, oh, I think he's quite a, a smoky shout.
0: Yeah, I guess the one big difference is Harry Grant has a much higher ceiling than Robson. Well, he has mm. for the last, uh, at least last year. I think Robson had, what, one ton last year. Harry Grant had, like, five. Uh, so, so that is a, a much bigger difference. Uh, in the players. I guess you're going to get the same sort of consistency out of them, but Harry Green has the potential to go much higher. You're also spending more than an extra 150 or so, k. Okay.
2: So I guess, weigh that up when making the team.
1: What's your thought on Robson, Mikey?
2: Yeah, I didn't really look at him too much, so you put a few posts up, and I was like, you know what, if you want to be a bit different, depending on the ownership, if his ownership's with you, like if I was going to go Grant, someone like him would really work. You know, nice start, nice draw, and you know, with that extra money you save from not going Grant, you can you know, you can do more with your side. So I am um, I think I'll kind of look at it as we get closer. If I need another option, I'll consider it. But I still think either way, at some point, you're going to want Grant in your side. So that's why I'm also just keen to start with him. But yeah, like Robson, like Robson. W- uh,
1: instead of Robson, w- would you consider going down to a Damien Cook? Uh, Damien Cook is only 26K less than Harry Grant. So, uh, I mean, the question is, is it Grant or Cook or... It, who's the downgrade option?
0: I, I think those three can kind of put. I put Harry Grant above them, and then Cook and Robson in a tier just below, below Harry Grant. Um, with, I guess depending on matchups, form, all that sort of stuff, they can kind of flex in between those two. Um, but Cook, I think, I th- just did sign a new contract, but I don't think there's much. Uh, you'd much. I'd rather spend an extra twenty K and go Harry Grant uh, over Damien Cook. And if you weren't gonna uh, downgrade, you'd rather bank an extra hundred K by going Reese Robson, who I, I see being pretty similar to, to Damien Cook in terms of output uh, in in the, the season coming up.
1: Are you thinking um are you thinking Cook is ha- had an uptick in his points last year because of the contract?
0: I don't know, that's a bit too much looking into contract years. I know a lot of players always step up with it, but I, I, I think his contract wasn't due to expire until this year, well, after this year.
1: So Yeah, so this, new the, to one year this year would have year. been the contract year then. Uh, Mikey, I know someone who is very close to your heart, uh, 666,000... <laughs> He's gone. He's gone over to the West Tigers, and Mikey's just going to run off and fix that dog. No, um, but he's gone, That's
2: all right. I can. I can listen.
1: It's all right. He's gone over to the West Tigers. NRL wise, I think he's going to make a massive impact on the Tigers. Happy Coruscant, what are your thoughts on him? I know in the games without Cleary last year, he averaged significantly more. But can he do it at the Tigers?
2: I think he can, but. Is it worth, like, could you risk that? No, no, not at all. Um, I think we've got to work out what his role is going to be like at the t- uh the Tigers. At the Panthers, he had a very set role which worked for him there. And I do expect he'll be one of the senior players there. So I expect him to play kind of a similar role. Because as you said, when Clear is out, he really stepped up to the plate. And he could be a real point of difference player. But right now I have no Tigers players on my side. One I'm keen on, but I just want to watch. They're a team I really want to watch. I do think they can improve on last season, even with Brooks and Matt. I really think this is one of the best team like sides that they put together in a while, not saying it's, you were know, just compared to what they've had. So um, definitely think there'll be lots of super coach options to come out of him. But, yeah, I just want to wait. But, you know, Coruscant, it's a bit of an expensive price to take a risk at him at a, a club that did so poorly last season.
1: I agree with Mikey. Uh, Jake, I 100% agree with Mikey. But what are your thoughts? Can you – is there a world where you can take a pun, it, pun in him?
0: Yeah, it's a big punt. Um, I don't think he's going to be very highly owned due to going to the Tigers who are ordinary, but he's got a, such a, a super coach friendly game where I think he it could be more super coach friendly. Well, he's going to have to make more tackles for sure uh, because he's not going to have the King game of Cleary, you know, running the team around. So they're going, going to make more tackles, potentially more runs as well. I guess um, they, they prefer to go a bit through the middle. The Tigers don't; they haven't done it very well. They might change their game plan now, but I think Penrith it was shovel the border Cleary or yo uh, whereas the tigers might be more around the middle where Corasak can probably get a bit more involved but in saying that I'd rather go with Robson who's pretty much the same price who's proven inside who I think he can definitely you know go to another level uh, um, than what he's priced at based on last year because you got to think the first eight rounds he was I guess he's undervalued this season because of the first eight rounds of last season so I think there's a tiny bit more value in there
1: I think we agree that Harry Grant and Brandon Smith is the combo to go with. But Mikey, you don't win Supercoach by being vanilla. You've got to be different somewhere. And I don't know if Hooker's the place to do it, but we're trying to give you some options here. And I think I might be reaching here a little, but Jaden Braley at 607000 Came back from injury last year and scored 47 in 40 minutes. Um, Came back the next week and played 80 minutes straight away. Scored 39 and then 26 the week after against the Roosters. But then the stretch of games home, uh, here he scores here. 59, 72, 66, 71 and 82. I think with a massive preseason and uh, rehabilitating that injury and how the Knights have recruited... With Jackson Hastings I think he could really Get them on the front foot And You know The Safidi brothers Are are, are Ready to go I think He could average Closer to 80 For the first few rounds What are your thoughts Mikey? It's
2: Yet again, we're, g- we're going to constantly say this with the dummy half on it. It's a big what-if, and it's going to be a take a big punt to do, but Braley's not a bad option. I kind of agree with you. A lot of people think, you know, the, the night suck, the night suck. I think they've recruited as good as they probably can. Um, it's not bad recruitment, and I do think, you know, Jaden Braley was going phenomenal until he had that injury, and he's come back, and I don't think he still was 100% when he's come back, so if he has a really good preseason, he comes back really fit, and he, if he can take, like, start back where he left off um it'd be an interesting one because he'd be a super pod and he could really start really well i guess if you're willing to risk a trade you could go someone like him and it's not going to be too hard to get off him to a chorus out if he's doing well or to maneuver to who you need to worst case scenario like if you're struggling to find pointy differences elsewhere maybe you maybe you can i'm pretty sure they got a pretty nice like starting draw of the knights. and i guess this season uh, uh the big thing which we haven't mentioned which is the obvious is the rule changes to all not the rule changes mainly you know the games changed uh we got the extra rounds the buys are back how they are and we've got a buyer to deal with each week which is is, is it like the first time we've had that for super coach I don't oh,
1: think was around.
2: I, I mean, maybe the old school days. I can't remember.
1: You've been playing a for a long time. A, ago. You've been playing for a long, I long have. time.
2: I can't remember 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so, uh, what and was it?
2: Pines came in in what, 09, which is more than like 13, 14 years ago. If someone, yeah, if we can get that stat up. But either way, since we've been good at supercoach, um, we haven't had to deal with the buys. So you need to worry about the um, buys this season. So, like, that goes into your who you think about getting, like, you know what I mean? You've got to think one round ahead, okay, if I'm going to spend all this money on this player and he's not going to be available, does that mean I have, like, that's why you have to go a good second hooker because if you choose a hooker that's got a buy round early on and then you've got to say you've got Mitch Kenny and he goes absolutely p- pathetic, which I think he will uh, for super coach scoring, then you're stuck playing him for that one week. That stuff can be costly. So it's pre-planning's never been so important.
1: Well, it's funny. Someone like Mitch Kenny has a buy round three, so their price rise won't happen till round four. So someone like, someone Catch. like, someone like him, like you, kind of want to get rid of him early if he if he doesn't hit the ground running. But you won't be able to because you want to wait for that price rise and make it worthwhile so, to some extent. It's crazy. In my notes, I had let's talk about this. Let's talk about the buys we haven't spoken about how this is going to affect it and how we're going to approach it, but we could honestly do a whole podcast on this and I think we should speak about it. Like, Mikey, what, what are your initial thoughts? I, I know when the buys uh, during Origin was a big thing, I always did well uh, because I buy planned. And at the start of the season, I'd always pick one or two players and one player that comes to mind, Manu Mau. I always had him in my side because he was he was always bi-friendly. Uh, he always played all
2: three. Always played all three.
1: Always played all three. So uh, someone like him was always very handy to my side and everyone ended up having him by round 13 anyway. I think it's a bit trickier to start with too many because I really feel like if you start with too many, you might get burnt, they might get injured, and if they're not that good a player... It's going to burn you really hard, so I think you've got to really have a good balance. And I know the Tigers have a buy round, uh, don't have a buy in the first origin buy. So Adam Dewey, that's why he is so attractive to me at the moment. But Mikey, how do, how do you think you're going to? Um, yeah. How do you think you're going to attack it?
2: Um, the first and foremost, I'm pretty sure Parramatta again have all three buys off. So, there, it's funny how that works. Like it's, it's a bit more than a coincidence. But um, how I'm going to tackle it is, I think it's important not to get lost in it too much. Yeah, have a plan. It's going to be nostalgic. We're going to go back to the old school way of playing, and I think it's going to separate the super coaches. That you know, it's it's. I think it's going to be a bit of an advantage knowing how to handle that. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to, when I pick my side, I'm going to pick my side thinking of the guys that are on the early buy, but I'm still going to focus on picking the best possible side that I think will score well, even if it means taking some players that have an early buy and waiting an extra week for a price rise. That could be a good thing. If someone's not going as good as you like, you've got an extra week to decide about them. And on top of that, you can get 25 people that are playing and you can use that one player as your NPR to use for looping if you need to. Um, so it kind of sets it up where sometimes people would just go the one person that they think like Suwali knowing that he's going to play later. So they get him while he's a champion and use it like that. Um, you probably won't be able to do things like that. So it's going to be interesting. And I think it's just, a thing you've got to learn quickly on the go. Like, are we going to have trade boosts? Is that
1: confirmed? Um, the um the buys are not uh the buys and trades are not confirmed yet. The boost even we don't know boosts are back, so we'll know around Australia Day. Um, but but Jake, um, what are your thoughts on that? I think we were all very good during the buys, and we've only just got a grasp of uh, of playing this way. Now we're back to the buys.
0: Yeah, I mean in terms of you know multiple buys affecting multiple teams. So yeah. I- it's going to be exciting because it involves yeah a bit more planning, um, which is going to kind of hurt a lot of people because they kind of just go week to week. Um, you're going to have to look, you know, a couple uh, weeks in advance to make sure you've got 17, especially early on, where uh, a lot of these plays are not really plays that you want to play. Uh, they're going to be players that are making money. So reserve wise, I think you're going to need, you know, a, a full side with. You know, a lot of people started with Nuffs last year and the year before that. I don't think that's kind of going to be a way to go because you're kind of going to need players to play, especially, I mean, first round, no one's really going to have Dragons players. Round two, mainly you might have, you know, say a Turbo, a Josh star. so it can affect um, some of your players that you would play um, in your starting side. So you need to have balance on that. But I guess later on when you've got more teams having buys each and every week, it's it's quite exciting. And I know all of us are, are, are pretty keen Um on the buys, sort of uh, involving more planning uh, every single yeah. round, rather than just you know focusing on round what ten or round twelve, whenever the first origin buys. Oh yeah, I've got a plan for the buy on that round. Uh, yeah, every week.
1: I-, I absolutely love it. Uh, first buy is round thirteen. Uh, but j- just back to your point, where you can <sighs> enoughs. I-, I think you kind of can, um, but it, but you've got to be really smart about it. So so we have a look around thirteen. Uh, we've got. The Dolphins and Dragons, who uh, not many players from that will feature in Origin. Uh, we've got the Eels and the Cowboys. Uh, a few from the Cowboys will feature in Origin. So maybe you could look at uh, who have they usually got. They usually got a centre, So if they've got a centre enough that you think it's going to come in, maybe that's a kind of way to go about it. Uh, the Rabideaux are also... You can't pro- do that from round one, but Sam, just yeah, like that's, 13 that's weeks. Yeah, like, no. it's,
2: it's I don't think it'd be smart, especially no. with the unknowing of the and juggling with it. I think... Uh, Look, take a brave soul to do that. Personally, You've got to get it a full, a full roster.
1: Personally, I wouldn't do it, but uh, I guess the the Rabbitohs are playing round thirteen as well, so we know Damien Cook will play Origin. We know Cameron Murray will play Origin. You know, for, hypothetically, you could put in a Peter Mamazella, see if he's bottom price, and you know he'll play eighty minutes that round. It'll be helpful, but in the hooker area, obviously not. You're not going to do that, but. Yeah. It, Get my point. What
2: if he gets injured, like, that's... Yeah, well, then, uh, I don't you know, like the we, point. I think yeah, you can't do it. One, well. one big thing
0: is, I guess, a lot of... We brought in Nuffs to kind of use as a, as a loophole. We don't need that majority of the time. So we're going to have a team on a can't buy it. every single round. So, mm. sort of like the, uh, the BBL is. If a team's on a buy, you can use them as a loop, so... Yeah. Except yeah, I've, been, I've been Mikey screwed here, over. Two I, on one.
1: I've been screwed over by teams not having buys the last few weeks because I haven't been able to loop. <laughs>
2: Don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, going back to going back to Jake's point with the Dragons and stuff too, it makes it interesting because it makes it really hard to start with the Dragons because you haven't seen their team list. But it's interesting because I think they do have a few options mm. and like, especially someone like Tyron Sloan's at a good price. If he comes back at that fullback, he's got a breakout season coming and if he has that spot locked down i really think he could so it it, it makes it interesting because yeah i guess you could wait till round four when his price will go up to to grab him and then at least his buyers over and done with but it's interesting if you don't get enough cheapies and you know what i mean you might have to take your pun on some of these guys but it's going to make it tough because he's obviously going to be competing for the spot so this is where trials might factor in your decision so i think that's going to be a tricky thing to decide at first because i'm very keen on sloan but it's just it's a risky. It's a, a risky way to start. I think. Um, oh, yeah.
1: But, yeah. Sorry. Back to dummy
0: halves. There is one player I want to bring up. Off another ACL injury, Josh Hodgson. At what three eighty? Is there any uh, any love for him?
2: Who is in my original side? The mid ranger <laughs> setup. I think it could work perfect with the Brandon Smith and a Hodgson. That's something I could consider. But is he too? Like, I actually think his style will suit Parramatta. Like, I think it could really work there. Um, he's gone from a big forward pack in Canberra to still a decent-sized forward pack at Parramatta. Uh, they lose a bit of muscle from last season, but it's. I think if I wanted a double mid-range of combo, I think that's the combo at this stage that, that I think makes the most sense. But I don't know. You need some balls to do it. It's a risky one.
1: Hot tier, but I think Josh Hodgson is going to average more than Reed Marnie this year. I think... Oh, massive. I think uh, Parramatta, when they made the signing, it was kind of what was available at the time. And ideally, they wouldn't have liked it. But I think Reed Marnie's style, oh, I don't know. I, I heard a few podcasts where he was talking about that people told him to do less. Uh, less is more. And you've got to concentrate on the quality rather than quantity. And I think he's really done that. So he's really concentrated on his service to make sure it's on point. Like you don't get points for on point passes. And I think he's really focused on that. And at the Bulldogs, he's not going to be a vocal point of attack. It's going to be burn at car on the outside. It's going to be kick out. And I really think Hodgson can really revamp Parramatta's attack. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he can. Um they don't really I mean they have Mitch Rain and I think he's gonna play eighty if he can. Yeah. Um the only thing is I guess his injury history, but we can't really go off that. Hopefully he stays well. Um I, I work with Bryce's brother and he was saying that Bryce is saying that he's he's killing it at training. Can't really say, you know, train the house down that sort of stuff, but uh, in terms of being a leader at the squad already, he's uh, definitely stepped in and, and run the forwards around. So, yeah, I, I don't mind Hodgson at all. That's kind of why I wanted to bring him up because I think he's a, a pretty key option. Um, you know, he's averaged 55-60 in the pass and he's what is he? He's priced at a 37 average. So I think there's definitely uh, money to be made and potentially safe points. Um, if yeah. you want to, like Mikey, go a double midi strat or even a cheaper option if you didn't want to go Brandon Smith.
1: I like him. I really like him, and uh, I think he's going to do well. Um, we've spoken about a lot of the players in this top like bracket of players, but we have missed one. Jeremy Marshall King, 610,000 at a 58 average. I'm going to nip it in the bud here. I think every hooker under Wayne is just a, a no-go, especially someone like Marshall King who had a break. Hang on.
0: Didn't, didn't, didn't Damien Cook go pretty good under him?
1: No,
2: he went amazingly under him. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. No, he
1: didn't. No, he didn't.
2: <laughs> he was uh, he was there for not just one season. He was there for a couple of seasons. You are telling me he, Cook had like that many seasons? Poorly yeah,
1: but Cook had his amazing season in two thousand and eighteen. His regression has been since then. And as soon as Wayne left, which was last season, last season was Demetrio's first. He had a resurgence. So obviously he was still good, and he was still like. Super coach relevant, but he hasn't been as super coach relevant as he was last year. Uh, since two thousand eighteen,
2: it's going to be different at a new club. But I think you know, with the people that they've signed, you know what I mean. It's it's kind. It's it's going to be different how these players take it because they're in this side where I think a lot of these players could easily, you know. Keep getting shuffled around and stuff like that. So yeah. Marshall King, I, I, I was keen on Marshall King as a potential option when then I saw his price. I was like, holy shit, I forgot how well he went at the end because yeah. I, I, I didn't really rate him. And then he's just last season, he, he, he was got Bulldogs player of the year. He really evolved as a player, but it's going to be hard to pick anyone from the Dolphins unless they're cheap. 300K or under, the only Dolphins players I'll consider until the season gets rolling. And
0: I and I agree. I agree with Mikey there. I think it's too dangerous to go a completely new side. You don't know how they're going to play. You don't yeah. know where the plays going to play. in terms of bench rotation. Um, these expensive players. I'd rather go someone from a you know from a different team than a Dolphins player. Yeah. That's for sure. Unless, like Mikey said, that they're dirt cheap.
1: Agree. Agree. Um, so I'm looking down the list, and uh, we've really covered on a lot of people. There's just a couple of more people I want to touch on here. There is one I'm very interested in. Uh, I'll be much more interested in him in a few weeks when we talk about it in the second row area. But we'll touch on it now because we lack for options. You know who I'm talking about, Jake, do you? Does he play for the Titans? He does play for the Titans. Uh, he's available in hooker, but we don't want him to play hooker. We want him to play 13, and that's Aaron Clark. Four games at 13 last year. Two of them were off the bench. Two of them were starting... Uh, played 55 to 60 minutes in every game. 84, 74, 46, and 35. I know that's not great reading. Did he actually play that amount of minutes? That is minutes. Uh, That's not great reading, but he looked amazing. And them first two games, that was – there was a lot of work in there. What are your thoughts on him, Jake?
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really rate him as a hooker because he couldn't really play. No, he he didn't die. So, he moved to 13. he looked pretty good. He was sort of like a, a Ruben Cotter sort of player, you know, just tough carries for the middle and had a bit of ball playing about him because he has played a bit of dummy half. So if he does play 13, I've, again, going him will be very difficult because you don't know minutes wise. Um, with the times, you've got Tino there, Fodder Waker, so that you've got, you've got big minutes uh, f- for the big men. But I think, yeah, he's definitely a look for
2: me. He's definitely on my watch list.
1: Mikey, Aaron Clark.
2: Yeah, similar to Jake, on my watch list, but I just don't rate the Titans. They don't... I I don't like their side on paper. Like, I don't think their recruitment was good enough. Um, They struggled last year. What's going to be better this year? And... It's going to be the case. I predict Justin Holbrook to be the first coach sacked this year. That's my prediction. I think he might be. He's going to be under pressure. And what he did last year was when things didn't work out, he kept chopping and changing around. And that's why I couldn't trust that. Even if we see Aaron Clark start at thirteen, how long does that last? Um, that, that's the thing I'm worried about. He could rotate his forward yep. and do this, he could do that. Like that's. But hey, it could. I could see it work. Like you know, there are good signs there um, for the hooker second row. Like. Yeah, it def- definitely has to be on your watch list, but I just, yeah, I don't, same thing with kind of my Dolphins, I don't really want to spend much on the Titans end I'll just take cheapies only, at this stage, or, or for feeder he's probably the only expensive guy you're going to look at, like, you always got to look at feeder
1: Yeah, for sure, and last one here, Jaden Sullivan, uh, 319,000, Amona has some off- off-field issues, um, this is a tricky one because obviously, if we start with if anyone starts with him, uh, you're kind of going in blindly. Um, at a similar price range, we've got Tom Starling at four hundred forty three thousand. Again, uh, we don't really know what the rotation is going to be like at Canberra. Uh, we think it might be the Wolford Starling combo again. But firstly, Mikey, Jaden Sullivan.
2: Yeah, interesting you say that one. I think with because he's not bottom dollar and he has shown, you know, glimpses that he could be a great player. I think you've got to wait with him. I think you've got to – you don't know if he's going to make that side. You don't know where he's going to be. It's too much of a gamble. He's someone where he's got the buy. Just that's fine. Don't get him. Let him come back if he starts, plays two games, and bang, there's your round four option to to bring him in, and he can come in at five eight or hooker, um, kind of a or is it halfback? It's it's a it's one of them.
1: Uh, he's um, available at five eight and hooker. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you know, if you're down a, a second row cheaper, you can move Schuster up to there, and he could be a second five eight, which could be very handy and then you have someone like Aaron clark you, you got a bit of good rotation moving on there which is a bit of a weird one so um yeah I, I i don't yeah i don't know yeah I, I, he's on my watch list and um starling unless he becomes an 80 minute hooker um you know you're not even going to go there and yeah uh just one i know we briefly mentioned him but we're going to talk about the panthers hooker combination mm-hmm. they've lost aposie chorus out so there's definitely going to be opportunity there whether or not it's going to be super coach relevant i'm seeing a lot of sides floating mitch Kenny i don't know is there a chance that Mitch Kenny starts on the bench and Sonny Luke starts at hooker and they kind of do what they did last year? Or do they flip it, go Mitch Kenny? Sonny Luke's very similar to out but at the same time, Sonny Luke might not even play at all. And it could be Tyron, Peachy and Salmon on the bench, uh, which wouldn't be good, but they're all possibilities. Um, I think it's Sonny Luke's time. And I think if he ends up I reckon he can outperform Kenny and at some stage take on majority of the minutes. Cause you know, Kenny did so, he, he does so well at lock for such a little fella. So, um, I think it's a big wait and see, like, I think Sonny Luke, he's got such a super coach friendly the game. I think even at 56 60 minutes, but they're just, you know, you, you don't know how they're going to use him. So hopefully Panthers name both him and Mitch Kenny in the trial match against St. Helens, because that's, you know, I don't know how serious they're going to take it, but it's the first one they've competed in on, you know, since probably 03 if they did it back then. I don't know if they even did it back then, but if they didn't, um, you know, surely they're going to win it here, and they're two guys that I think they wouldn't rest unless they're injured. So hopefully that game should give us a good indication of where Penrith's shaping. I think... um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think last year they were kind of prepping for it uh, with Kenny starting, and I think that's the way they're going to go. But Penrith are too good not to have a succession plan for letting someone go like Corotau. Like, I don't think they're going to rely on Mitch Kenny being their starting nine all season. I think... What they've done last season was uh, pretty much moulding Sonny Luke into what they want him to be and uh, into a into the new Api because obviously Api only has a certain amount of time left in his career. They they're looking long term and whether it's this season or next season, um, Sonny Luke is going to be he's going to be Penrith's nine and he's going to exceed. Uh, do, do you think the same, Jake?
0: Well, the Sonny Luke's not that young. I think he's 27 this year. Oh, really? <laughs> played for with my brother. So he's quite
1: uh, he's,
2: old. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not young, but I don't think that's a problem. Look how old Damien Cook yeah. was when he came in. I think that's why he's at the right age. He left Penrith and they brought him back. I think he's at the right mature age, and I just think his game suits what Penrith need and will miss with Coruscant gone. So I don't think the age is much to, to, to worry about. Um, that's why I think them and him and Kenny will be a nice combo together because, obviously, Kenny's pretty young. So, either way, I think there's going to be opportunity for the dummy halves. I don't think Kenny's going to be much of an option, but you're going to have to ha- have that on your watch list early because those guys, I think, yeah, they're, you know, they're both – one of them's got to be an option shortly.
0: And I think the positive with that Penrith have the buys around three, right? Mm-hmm. I think they – around three, so I guess – Correct, around three. They get yep. price rise out of them until they play around four, so you can kind of – Delay a trade on on one of those if they got a you know a low, very low uh, negative break even. So I guess we can kind of watch and wait on those ones.
1: There you go. Um, so I mean, if you picked one and Kenny was starting and Luke was on the bench, uh, would you be confident in saying one is a better pick than the other?
2: Not without seeing minutes, but say you you had to have a cheapy hooker. You needed one for your side. Then I think, right as it stands right now, he's probably the best, cheapest option, and it's not by like it's it's like the littlest of I'm saying options. Yeah. But there's not really anyone else around that price point. But and those stocks would take a huge rise if for some reason he ended up starting. But oh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to say what the minute distribution is going to be like.
1: There is two. Um, if the roosters go the way that I think they're going to go. I think Turpin is a good shout. Obviously, they've signed Brandon Smith as a big name, so he'll probably start. So, I'm probably looking too much into it. Um, but... Yeah, you are. The Dragons could be doing Dragons things by putting most and bai in number one or number six for one of these young guys. I could definitely see it happening.
0: I think he's too much of a utility. So, I, I don't... Even if... Mowien Boyer gets a, a starting fullback role. I'm not confident starting <laughs> in, in my super-coach team because he's still going to score 10 even if he plays 80 minutes and there's a good chance that he ends up on the bench the week after. So that's a no for me.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, and who else have we got? Is that all the hookers? Have we kind of weeded out all the good and bad ones? I know uh, Carl Lawton, if, if he gets... Um, Dylan Walker's spot on the bench I think that's a really handy pickup at 270000 Uh He is coming back from an injury so I don't know If he will be available for round one But I think he's A good watch because he's going to slot straight Into that Dylan Walker role and I really love That D- Dylan Walker role 40, 50, 60 minutes uh, At the price uh,
0: Another another cheap Watch he's got a uh, dual flex Just below him with the Ray
2: Stone We'll wait to see what his role is at at the, uh, at the Dolphins. Do yeah, if we, he starts at lock, I think it'd be a handy purchase if he starts. But he's going to be an awesome player at some point. It's just uh, you know, what Wayne's like a minutes. Do we yeah. think? Do we think? He um, like Coach Wayne.
1: Do we think Ray Stone is a bit of a risky pickup? Uh, with coming off an ACL as as a forward.
0: Maybe at that price, is he? And you're probably going to have him a second row anyway. So
1: yeah, that's it's, true.
0: It's not like you're spending big money on a player that is, is injury prone. Say like a Tom Travoyevich
1: uh, Day. Hey. Just on the Dolphins. Just on the Dolphins. Ray Stone, do we see him starting at lock? Or do we see maybe Kenny Bromwich starting at lock to accommodate for Aitken? Uh, as maybe even
0: Tom Gilbert. We'll know yeah, more Tom on the trials. Completely new team. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, it's a complete guessing game for what Wayne wants to do.
2: Yep. yeah, you got no clue in hell what he's going to do. So that's why they're big weighted sees. But if someone like Ray's starting, like you know, he's under three hundred k, you're going to take the risk.
1: Cool, cool. Um, I think we'll wrap that up. That looks that looks like a good solid session. Usually with the hookers, we do hookers and front rowers, but it, it's um, it's uh, the kind of year where. There's a lot more to talk about than there usually is. There's a lot more options. Supercoach is a lot more open, and I'm all for it because I think it's been the same for a long time. And a bold prediction, I think uh, Mark Barnes and Wilfred are going to do well this year because it's, it's, it's um, the format that they've grown up, uh, all, all the old-school supercoaches have grown up loving.
0: So you're saying anyone who's of... Whatever age or older is uh, going to benefit. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Sam? Oh, I
1: think I think so too. So all the, I'm not saying they're old. I'm just saying the older people will benefit. The veterans. The veterans the of Sutro. And uh, w- we're veterans, are we? Are we? Would you consider us veterans? Ah,
2: uh, so, I guess anyone that's been playing from the start would be classified a veteran.
1: Yeah. Crazy, but cool cool that, that that's it um before we go All right, So, front rollers be next i guess yeah front rollers will be next um we'll do it next week um i just wanted the first episode for at least some of us to be here so we'll work with what we got next week and then we'll go through the front rollers front rollers a uh, hot tip mikey what do you reckon who are you looking at
2: Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be missing next week uh, for the front row one, but uh, it'll be it'll be mid ranges. I was keen on Haas and all this mail. I don't know if he's going to be good, so I'm I'm going to be going middies in the front row to equate for everything else I'm doing. So I like uh, Safidi early, this De, De kind of like um, looking at Luke Thompson, kind of around that price bracket, kind of just around that price range, and finding two guys around in the four to five hundred k mark that I can plug in there and. Uh, just just that can improve on last year, and they're two guys that I think can, and have had really high work rates in the past. So, um, yeah, they're a couple I'm looking at. I think There's quite it, a few actually. I but. think it
1: will be a massive speaking point next week, Jake, um, just to how to approach it, and I think that is the position where we can uh, we can capitalise. So, uh, cheers, guys, for tuning in. Our first episode done and dusted. I'm I'm happy to be back and. Yeah, Supercoach. It's it's so close. It's it's like n- less than two months away, and we're just beginning now. So there's a lot to go through in the next month or two. So stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe to, to all our socials, which are right here. And, um, yeah, we'll be around. We'll be here to ask questions. We'll be here to podcast. Cheers, guys. Let's go.
0: Cheers.